Are you seeing the rise in entrepreneurs using podcasting to grow their business? And maybe you wonder how to host or guest on a podcast in a way that will help you generate authority boosting content that attracts your ideal client. Or maybe you're looking for a way to stand out and optimize your podcasting efforts to skyrocket your ROI. I'm Lindsay Phillips, host of Leverage Your Podcast Show, where I bring insider secrets from podcast industry experts, including myself, who have created a successful online business through podcasting. So join me every Wednesday morning as we drop a new episode, sharing tips, tools, and strategies that cover all parts of podcasting, from launching to editing, from guesting to speaking, to lead conversion and monetizing so you can leverage podcasting for your business. Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to start listening. Welcome to Beyond the Microphone, a podcast about podcasters and the stories of how their shows came together, grew, and what they discovered along the way. I'm your host, Adam Baru. So before we get into our guest interview today, I want to talk a little bit about emotional courage because, you know, for anybody that's just getting into podcasting, you know, coming from doing something different, it's probably going to feel a little bit scary. It's probably going to feel a little bit intimidating. Um, You may not know where to start and you may feel like there's a big barrier to even getting into it because of all the unknowns. but really, when, when you think about it, it all comes down to really emotional courage. And what that means is the ability to put ourselves outside of our comfort zone. In my life, in my experience, whenever I've done that, it's been difficult. I've definitely questioned whether I made the right move. And, you know, when I got into wedding photography, like at first, I mean, I remember just feeling like leaving a wedding and feeling like I completely just, you know, did a terrible job and uh, I'm never going to do that again. But, you know, I know that I didn't. It was just my anxiety and my fear about doing something different and putting myself outside of my comfort zone. And I persisted. I kept with it and, uh, you know, felt especially with the wedding photography that, you know, when I, after 10 years of doing it, like, I had a pretty good career doing it, Um, got to travel the world and and got to see some amazing things and be a part of some amazing weddings, meeting all sorts of really cool people. And uh, same thing was true with podcasting. I mean, when I now I had already kind of learned that, you know, by just kind of persisting and continuing to put myself out of my comfort zone, I already knew when I got into podcasting that I, I was capable of that. And at the end of the day, that's, it's really what it all comes down to. You just, you got to keep showing up because most of you are getting into podcasting with passion and purpose and you want to make a difference. You want to change lives and, and really it, you know, it, it comes from a place of like pure enthusiasm. And so, you know, my advice is to just stick with it. Don't give up. Nobody's, you know, exceptionally better at it than you are. Like, Everybody can build an audience. Just get out there and do it and don't overthink it. So with that, let's go ahead and introduce our guest today. Her name is Lindsay Phillips, and she is the host of Leverage Your Podcast, a podcast for podcast hosts and guests, bringing insider secrets from podcast industry experts and entrepreneurs who've created a successful lifestyle business through podcasting. So in each episode, listeners will hear tips on how to leverage podcasts, 
to boost visibility, position authority, create content, monetize, and simply grow their business. Leverage Your Podcast boasts a great listen score of 32 and is ranked in the top 5% in that podcast category. So, Lindsay, welcome to Beyond the Microphone. Nice. Uh, thanks for having me. I always love chatting with you. You're so easy to talk to and you always have such great insights and everything you do and say comes from a place of um, authenticity and you're just so genuine. Really appreciate that. Thank you. And, you know, I hope that, you know, I bring that into the podcasts as well, the interviews, because, you know, after doing this for a couple of years, I mean, when I first started my first podcast, the change, I, you know, again, kind of getting back into the emotional courage. I mean, yeah, I felt a little outside, you know, of my comfort zone, certainly when I got started and, and my kind of the way I dealt with that was, okay, well, I have to come into these interviews, like super prepared, like thoroughly done my research yeah, and, you know, a, a really thoughtful set of scripted questions and, I definitely recognize there was a point at which, you know what, like, I don't think these are bad, but I don't think I'm being my authentic self because I'm kind of mm. overthinking what I need to do just to maybe avoid the imposter syndrome or, or just, yeah. you know, avoid that uncomfortability um, as you're first starting out with something. But, you know, here's I kind of like I'm launching beyond the microphone, um, you know, yeah, like I do my my research and I get prepared, but mm. I'm happy to just kind of go wherever the conversation's going to go and, and try to be authentic in them because that's, you know, at the end of the day, I think that's what's going to draw people back to, you know, becoming like recurring listeners is yeah. really that genuineness and that authenticity. And, and likewise, like I think why, you know, every time we get on a call together, why it's so comfortable is like, you know, I could tell with you that you got into this line of work with the same kind of genuine, authentic desire to want to help people. Um, so let's start there. Like, how did you get into podcasting? And and ultimately, yeah, like what what is the thing that kind of drove you to this work? Um, I did it because my coach told me to. <laughs> Legit. Um, <laughs> I wanted to grow my business um, and was obviously creating content. And he's like, Lindsay, you need to launch a podcast. You need to do videos like you need to play on a bigger platform. And I was like, no, I totally fought it. I like literally wanted to vomit. I just was not comfortable. I'm like, who the hell is one going to listen to me? Like, sure, I help my clients and, and all that good stuff. But I was just like, oh, and then the whole sound of your own voice kind of a thing. But I just I did it. Mm -hmm. And my first episodes, they were awful and in every way, but you just kind of get better and you gain your confidence. Um, and it's like, yeah, like you said, I tried to be like somebody else that I listened to, right? It's like, oh, I should like, if I'm prepared and have these lined up questions and stuff like that. Um, and then I kind of forgot about the mic. Like, honestly, I just was yeah. like talking to the person in front of me and like, sure, I had like questions that were guidelines and stuff, but um, I just asked stuff that I wanted to know and kind of just chit chatted. And I figure if you act like a normal, regular human being, like you are like with your friends and stuff, you know, maybe minus the beer and the swear words, but, <laughs> um, you just, people want to hang out with people they like. So, um, I just try to, you know, 
just be me, honestly. So let's stick with the journey with that. I mean, you know, was it, I guess, what were you doing before? Like what sort of a transition, you know, going from maybe what you were doing before into podcasting? Like, had you ever been in broadcast before? Had you ever kind of done public speaking and that sort of thing? Nothing. Like nothing. I was more like behind the scenes kind of girl. Like I, like I love talking to my clients and I had great rapport and I'm very like relationship oriented. Like even with my team, like I know who they are. I know what's going on in their lives. Like I'm just connected with people and my clients, like I build relationships with and like friends with. So I'm just kind of like wired that way. So having to go into podcasting, I kind of realized that like, okay, sure, you're interviewing like someone that's successful or whatever, but they're just a person. And so I started to just kind of connect with people on that human level and get to know them a little bit more. I mean, it took a while. Like, I was totally stiff in the beginning. Um, and then, but as I kind of did more, I realized that the connections that I was building and getting to know the people was kind of like where the magic was. And then I started leveraging that content to be able to create content. So I didn't have to do blogs. I didn't have to like do all of these things. I kind of leaned into podcasting a bit more. And then clients were like, I had a content marketing firm um, at the time. So content was my thing. But then clients were like, oh, can you launch a podcast for me? Or like I had clients that were like guests and it's like, okay, well, as a guest on this show, like I should promote it, right? But what do I do? And so I started to do it for clients and the more and more I did it, I'm like, I, I just love being able to use one thing and use it for a multiple bunch of reasons instead of me trying to be an expert at like all of these things. And I just kind of like leaned more into podcasting yeah. um, with that content marketing base, if that makes sense, and then kind of did away with my other services. And it's honestly easier to scale a business when you niche down. Okay, so you were you were in like a consulting or a coaching business for other entrepreneurs, helping them with marketing, content creation, that yeah. sort of thing. And podcast just kind of came in at the tail end and that was recommended by your coach. Is that right? Yeah, just to, to use the podcast as a way of getting more clients and getting more leads. And um, having, like I started off as a VA firm and then morphed to a content marketing firm. And then as the podcasting, I kind of realized, you know, it's getting bigger and bigger. There's a bigger demand for it. And I just love doing it. And just to be able to scale my business in a way, I'm like, I just niching down is always smart. Like the more niche you go, it's just easier to attract your clients. You're focused on one lane. So you're not having to manage your team, you know, with 50 processes and 50 things that you're doing. It's just it was easier for me to scale the business. And I, yeah, I just, I loved it. So I'm like, just stay in the lane that I love instead of trying to do everything. Hey there, fellow podcasters. This is Tori Barker of the Creative Visionaries Podcast. And I'm excited to introduce you to Podtask, the all-in-one platform designed to streamline your workflow and take your show to the next level. If you're tired of feeling overwhelmed by the tasks required to manage your podcast, then check out Podtask, where you can easily streamline your podcasting process and simplify your workflow. 
say goodbye to the stress of managing multiple tasks and deadlines, and hello to a more efficient and productive podcasting experience. And it doesn't just stop there. Podtast also offers AI-based marketing tools that give your podcast a competitive edge. As a fellow podcaster, I know from experience how important it is to have a reliable and efficient tool like Podtast to keep you on track. It helps save me so much time in post-production, which allows me to focus on what really matters, creating great content for my listeners. So if you're ready to take your podcast to the next level, head over to podcast.com and sign up for a free forever plan and get started today. Okay, so you, in terms of like niching down, like you, you're talking about like you kind of transitioned your business to be more specific around podcasting. Like yeah. podcasting then became kind of the center of of the universe essentially in in what you coach your clients and they're coming to you what with um a desire to have like a, a story to tell on a podcast or have it be like completely a vehicle towards building their brand or building their you know exposure to their product or services like what sort of uh i guess what are the people coming to you for what are your clients coming to you for um and hoping to get out of it in, sure. in launching a podcast yeah and i'll start with kind of like the biggest problem where i find like podcast hosts or even guests for that matter like there's an episode that's gone live whether you're a host or a guest but then like okay it's great that it's live that doesn't mean that people are going to swarm to you and hire you you have to like make sure that you are optimizing it to get leads and have like call to actions you have to make sure that you're creating um, publishing content on your site so that you're creating organic traffic, SEO opportunities, but also that you're showcasing yourself as an expert or guest expert and using content to peak interest and attract clients. And also with podcasting, like gaining those connections and those relationships and collaborating, it's kind of like it all kind of morphs together, right? And they all kind of touch each other in this kind of ecosystem. Um, and so, yeah, when they come to me, they're like, okay, I want to launch a podcast. Um, we don't do launches anymore, but we still do some production and then mainly it's promoting and leveraging it. And then same with, if you're a guest, they're like, okay, I've got the show it's live now what? And then we like, you know, create branded images and publish it on their website, create show notes, create like video reels, um, square videos, quotes, little snippets of like different ways to share it and make consumable content that's going to attract um, more people and, and show yourself as an expert. So we do all the stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what are what are you finding to be some of the like expectations that people have when they first come to you with this idea of wanting to launch a podcast? Like, you know, what are some of the expectations they have and, you know, the type of content they're going to have to create, how much work is behind it, how much, yeah. how much time they're going to have to dedicate it to it. And like, you know, what are, how, how do some of those expectations or, or thought processes, belief systems, how do they evolve? Like, you know, when you kind of start working with people and then they get into the motion of it, like, like tell us a little bit about, you know, from when a client first approaches you to yeah. then, you know, launching and leveraging their podcast what's that process like for them in their in their opinion yeah in in there i think they're just like i know i need to do something with it and i don't know what can you figure it out for me 
Um, and then it's like, mm -hmm. I know I need to create social media, but I don't know how, I don't have time, you know, I, I need someone to do that for me. But it's also like, you know, they, in, in the end game is like, I, I want leads. Um, I want to create more exposure for my business so that I can get more leads and then create more clients and also showcasing yourself as an expert, you're going to be able to like up level that value so that you can charge more for your services. So I do look at them from a holistic standpoint where I like, I do these pieces, but I don't want to look at it in a silo. So, I mean, I do have to explain like, okay, I create these pieces and I look at it in a holistic way, but like you also need like sidebars on your, your website and you need call to actions, you need lead magnets, even if they're a guest, like their interview questions and their topics, they need to drive people to a specific customer journey so that they're going to get your lead magnet. They're going to opt into your, your e-list. So it's like, I don't necessarily touch all of those things, but I do educate them on like, hey, you need to look at it from a bigger marketing perspective that these foundational pieces need to be put into place. I can guide you, but you, you know, you do need a lead magnet. If you're a guest on a podcast and you don't have a lead magnet, like you might as well wait until you have that funnel and those lead magnets in place and then start guesting so that you can get more leads. But so I do set up like I'm very upfront with that information because I don't want them to have unrealistic expectations to think that just because I put out some social media posts, email my list or make a blog that all this magic is going to happen and these results going to happen because it has to tie into so many different aspects of your marketing. And I do like, you know, a lot of my clients have teams. So I am sometimes in those team meetings where I'm kind of like, okay, let's look at the overarching thing. What can we leverage? How can we use YouTube with the podcast? You know, I may not touch that part, but here's my expertise so that you can, you know, optimize it to the max so that you're, you are getting the results that you want. So I'm, yeah, I, I guess in regards to expectations, it's more like, okay, educating them on all of the pieces and being very upfront with like um, where my expertise lies and what I do versus what I don't do. And are you, are you like a fully outsourced agency? Like, are you taking over like the actual creation of that content, the managing of the social media posts, or do you kind of like teach them how to fish and mm -hmm. you give them the tools so that they can, you know, follow up and yeah. manage that on their own? That's a great question. I do love teaching. I love teaching. And so I am actually building out two courses with some friends of mine, um, to be re released hopefully in the fall. Um, but we, we do the stuff. So we write the content, write the show notes, write the social, create the reels, create the videos, alter their branding. We set up the WordPress, pre-schedule their posts. So we are like, again, being that content marketing firm with a focus on podcasting and how to leverage that podcast and how to um, display it in a conversational way that's going to get more engagement and then also um, get you more site traffic and leads. Um, so yeah, so we create all the, the assets, I guess, if you want to call them that, mm -hmm. that's okay. the fun part. I love that part. What? <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's creative too. So like, I would think there's problem yeah. solving in there and it's creativity. So I, I think I would probably like that part as well. What have you found to be, you know, in terms of like your history working with your clients, what have been some of the biggest 
you know, victories and some of the bigger challenges that you've had to overcome? I think some of the biggest challenges have been all the changes over the past um, year, you know, like what's working, what's not working. And like Google search now is in like including YouTube. YouTube now has like podcasts, you know, how do you logistically do all that and all those moving pieces with AI coming out and with all the different tools that are available to help you automate and do those things. That has been a challenge because I'm like always having to stay on top of it. Um, and then all the stupid algorithms with, with social media and, you know, what you can and cannot do, adding to things to first comment, not, you know what I mean? Like all of that stuff, having to stay on top of it. But, um, and now I forget what the beginning question is. And then the, the results. Um, I love hearing when my clients are like, oh, I'm getting so much more reach, um, with my post now that we're doing carousels or I'm, you know, people are finding me that weren't following me before. Now that I'm doing reels on Instagram, I'm getting so many more views or we're leveraging their podcasts in YouTube. So now they're getting more views and more subscribers in YouTube or, you know, and just kind of like making sure that you're going out to all of the directories. Um, and then it's like, oh, seeing those downloads go up, right. And your audience is growing. Um, yeah, it's just great to see any little milestone or they all just pile up on top of each other and stack. Yeah. You know, one of the misconceptions, I think it's common and I'm subject to this as well. Um, like when I first got started thinking, you know, a great way to, to build an audience is, you know, get great guests and, and hope that, you know, we give them like an audiogram or whatever, and that they're going to like market an episode that they were on, you know, with us and, and that'll drive all sorts of like great download numbers. But I've never really seen that being the case. I mean, what it's would hard. you, what did, what's some advice or what's, you know, what would you recommend some of the best ways to, to truly grow an audience? Like what are some of the main things that you would advocate for? One of the, um, big missing opportunities is even emailing your own list. Honestly, it's amazing how many podcasters or guests forget to email the episode. Um, and don't just email like, oh, a new episode went live, blah, 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 here you go. Like give a tip, a little nugget that's there that they can even take away even if they don't listen to the episode so that they're used to consuming your emails or they're like, oh, it's a really good tip. I'm gonna go back to that. Even if they don't, you're, they're, you're top of mind. And then you have another email. Oh, yeah. And then eventually they're like, yeah, I really need to listen to that person's podcast, even if I'm not, because clearly there's like good nuggets that I'm getting on a week to week basis. Um, now, from a host perspective, it is tough. It's like you have guests and sometimes like you give them all these great assets and they don't do anything with it. I'm just like, what the heck? <laughs> Um, yeah. I, I do up front, um, like in my onboarding process where they give me the headshot and all that good stuff. Like I do have like a statement at the bottom, like, do you agree to promote this episode, um, and share it with your list and blah, 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 just to kind of set up that, like, you know, I see you, <laughs> you know, and set up that expectation because it's only fair. Um, Tagging, obviously you can tag, you know, the, the guest or the host or whatever you're doing to make sure that you're being put in front of their audience. So that's a second, a third mm -hmm. tip, I guess. 
um, and honestly making it easy for the guest. Like I give, if they want the whole audio or a whole video file because they want to like snip it, clip it, do whatever, don't feel like, oh, but it's mine. Give it to them. Let mm -hmm. them use it. Let them leverage it. Let them put it in their YouTube channel. Let them put it on their website. Like it's only going to grow your own exposure. Um, and just making the copy for them, giving them all the right links, giving them um, like I'm creating the assets already for my uh, episode. So I give a reel, I give a video, I give a quote, like I'm using it anyways. Um, hopefully they'll pick a couple of things and, and use it. So just, yeah, giving your guest the stuff to make it easy so that they're not having to create something because that's going to hinder them or their team from getting it out there. Have you had to deal with um, your clients like talking to you about burnout or overwhelm or just the time commitment that's involved and and where you've had to like kind of coach them through that? And, and yeah. if so, like, you know, what, what would be some of the advice that you would give there? On, I don't get a lot of that funnily enough, probably because I, I do so much for their podcast. And it's usually like they need to relinquish some things. It's like those that are writing their own show notes, those that are creating their own mm -hmm. graphics, those that are creating their own social posts or or putting it in YouTube. I'm like, there are ways to automate. You can you use AI to like speed things up, especially with show notes, but you do have to humanize it. Like you still need humans mm -hmm. looking, reading, touching, editing. Um, and and yeah. outsourcing it. It's like, it doesn't, have to be perfect it just has to be conversational and pique someone's interest and not be dry and boring um and you can con contract those pieces out you can still proof it and add your own voice and edit it but for you to like as a business owner and a podcast host to do all that stuff yourself i'm like you are then being the bottleneck for and creating your own burnout in, in essence yeah I think it's a hard thing for people to really under to truly understand, especially people that, you know, don't really have budgets. They're yeah, you know, they have another job, they've got families they're managing. It's like it's really hard to kind of make the case for, you know, spending money yeah. to outsource certain things. True, but, true. you know, a, a lot of, you know, the advice that I would give there is, you know, there's so much that that truly goes into doing a podcast and I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Like, yeah. you know, depending on how you like, it doesn't have to be the case all the time. I listen to plenty no. of podcasts where it's very, it's very loose and you know, they just kind of slam it together. And, and if they're happy with that, fine. But then, you know, there's people that want to make a difference, you know, grow their show, get bigger download numbers, um, really, you know, get their message out there and, you know, it's still hard to relinquish. Well, like I just, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do these little pieces because I just don't have the budget for it. Right. But at the end of the day, I would advocate for like truly like identify the things that are the most strategic uses of your time and only Agreed. do that. And so what would be, you know, how do you mitigate those objections? Like when mm -hmm. clients come to you and, and, you know, they're, they're talking about, you're having conversations around budget and, you know, you're trying to just justify the value that you offer. Like what are, 
some ways that you mitigate those concerns or objections? Um, for those, it is hard, like when you're starting out or it's more of a passion project versus it being an investment in your business marketing um, toolbox, then it's like, okay, think you don't have to do everything, right? And like using you know AI generated show notes and stuff like that, you can use that for an email. You can use, reuse that for your YouTube description and then just copy and paste. Um, and when they're doing interviews or recording their solo episodes, block 45 minutes after that, write your summary or your show notes, write a social media post because it's fresh in your brain. And then so just like systematize how you're doing it and when you're doing it and batch tasking. So if you have like the first week of every month where you're like recording it, having that time hour afterwards to do it all, um, then you're going to stay fresh and then you're not having to go back and forth and you're just going to like get it done that much faster and it won't feel so kind of overwhelming. Okay, that's good. That's great advice. So last couple of questions as we as we come to a close here today. Um, and I asked this to everybody. So yeah. these two questions are on the theme of discoveries. Um, the first question is, in your podcasting journey, and you mentioned even earlier on, you know, you had your own little evolution, you know, when you got started. But what have been some of the biggest discoveries just about podcasting in general that you've made within your podcasting journey? I didn't realize how many friendships, connections, and partnerships I would make. I kind of was all about, oh, business exposure and leads. Like that's just kind of where my brain went. And then it morphed into, hey, this is a great opportunity to create content without me killing myself. And then, and even in the, like I've done this for years, but even more so in the past year, like I'm really leaning into building those relationships with people and just enjoying the person on the other side of the mic and getting to know them and like pod swaps and like meeting again later on the road to like, I have some that we just talk business every now and then and like, oh, that's a good idea. And just jumping ideas off of each other because as entrepreneurs, we're sitting in our office by ourselves, but like we're all connected. Um, and to me also that everyone in the podcasting like industry or podcasters, I find like there's no competition. Like I have people on my show that do what I do or like and vice versa. And we're all helping each other and figuring out ways to like collaborate and support each other, which I love, which I didn't honestly see coming. And so it was a really pleasant surprise. I completely echo that sentiment. Um, and I've spoken about that before here as well. Like I, I don't find the competition. I think it's very mm -hmm. collaborative and very network driven. And I absolutely love that. And it's very refreshing because, yeah. you know, in, in my other, one of my other roles being the CEO of this IT consulting company, I mean, my experience working in the IT space is, is the opposite. It's very competitive yeah. and, uh, it just, you know, I love that podcasting, everybody's in it to help each other. And yeah, it's really what it's all about. Um, last question again on the, the theme of discoveries. What have been some of the like surprising discoveries you've had just about yourself personally that you didn't that were surprising to you, you know, in your podcasting experience? I have let go of what's the right term 
like feeling like I have to be perfect or feeling like I have to be, you know, you go on social and all these people in these beautiful clothes and posing and they're on boats and God knows what else. Um, it's like, I don't need to be that. I can just be myself and it's okay. And I don't have to know everything. I know my thing and I'm in my lane and I know my value a little bit more than I used to. Um, that has been a huge learning curve and a big lesson as I, as I get older. <laughs> yeah. It's the chasing perfection, you know, conundrum. Um, and, and like you, I, I agree. Like, I think just experience has taught me that the idea of chasing perfection, you're always going to be a, like against a wall. Um, and there's anxiety that's kind of wrapped up in yeah. that. And so you feel crappy about yourself. Yeah. Just kind of. Yeah. And, and really what I've come to learn is just that authenticity and that, you know, letting things, you know, like I'm happy to have people with their dog, their pets on their laps or their kids. Like, I don't, I don't care anymore. Whereas like, I think at first, like I was, you know, those sorts of things, maybe, you know, I wouldn't get annoyed with, but I would just, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I was trying to achieve something that I think was too hard to accomplish, right? And Agreed. now I, I actually enjoy that letting go feeling. It just yeah. it feels more natural. So I agree. Hey, we've come full circle. Well, thank you so much, yeah, for coming on Beyond the Microphone today and for sharing your story and your experience. I think what you're doing, you know, you and I kind of have the same mission and, and really wanting to help podcasters like feel comfortable with what they're doing, know that they're not alone, know that there's mm-hmm. so many of us that have been on this journey and it's a it's a learning process yeah and i think what you're doing to help people really you know be successful in this space is really admirable so thanks so much for coming on today thanks adam you're awesome to chat with Lindsay phillips is the ceo of smooth sailing business growth and smooth business podcasting she's been featured on msn nbc fox and she's been published in the huffington post and go solo She's also done guest spots on podcasts like John Lee Dumas's Entrepreneurs on Fire and Joe Fairless's Best Podcast Ever, Dream Business Academy, PodFest, and Service Business Edge. She loves helping entrepreneurs build their authority and increase visibility through the power of podcasting with her full-service podcasting and content marketing services. If you're enjoying Beyond the Microphone, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, as well as to our YouTube channel. You can find links to all of these in our episode show notes. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time on Beyond the Microphone. Beyond the Microphone is produced and distributed by EIQ Media Group, LLC. Elevate your emotional IQ with podcasts and content focused on entrepreneurship, overcoming adversity, stories of emotional courage, women's health, aging, and more.